Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name is Ray here and thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, for this show, we've got a lot going on. Firstly, we're going to do some news, bring you some of the latest uh, Kiwi-relevant motorcycling goodness from around the world. Also, later in the show, we're going to go out on a wars ride. We're going to go out and check out the Wellington Area Road Skills team, have a chat to a few people people involved in running it, have a chat to a few people uh, that, who are attending to upskill and find out what that's all about because we're always upskilling as motorcyclists. Also, before I forget, if you have uh, if you have a motorcycle, doesn't matter what it is, you probably should know about this, the Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride. Now this is open to all brands even though it's called the Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride. Uh, it's out of Raglan, it's happening the 19th and 20th of March and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. If you haven't thought about this already, I highly recommend you jump on Facebook, search Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride and, um, and find out some more and, and even sign up. Uh, there are two routes for the Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride. One is Adventure, which is a mix of gravel and seal, approximately 395 kilometers. And one is uh, Sealed, uh, which is no gravel at all, approximately 385 kilometers. It's $130 per person if you're on a Triumph, $165 if you're on another brand, $75 for the pillion. For that, you get the meal on Friday night, you get the entry pack with t-shirts, stickers, numbers, all that jazz. Uh, and the Raglan Club is the HQ for the event. It's a licensed premises with off-street parking and space to relax for pre-registration. Um, get amongst. If you want to know more information, as I said, Facebook uh, is the place to go. Search out Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride or email ttar at kiwirider.co.nz. We'd absolutely love to have you along for that event. I'm going to be there. Matt's going to be there. Ben's going to be there. And uh, if you're there, we'd love for you to come up and say good day and uh, we'll have a yarn. Right, without further ado, let's get into the news. Ryu dirt bikes are heading to New Zealand for 2021. Spain's oldest motorcycle manufacturer, Ryu Motorcycles, has officially announced that it's heading to the Kiwi shores with the appointment of Urban Moto Imports, UMI, as the Australasian distributor of the brand. The first examples of the hand-built Ryu Enduro line are expected to start arriving from February, with the latest bikes from Ryu being based off the last of the pre-KTM era Gas Gas two-strokes. We're excited to be introducing Ryu motorcycles to Australia and New Zealand for our past and future customers, says Urban Moto Import CEO Joseph Elsmar. Ryu may be a new name in Australia and New Zealand, but its ancestry is smothered in Spanish Euro pedigree. Ryu picked up the development where our former Enduro range left off, making it one of the most exciting and capable models of the off-road two-stroke Enduro market to date. We look forward to building on Ryu's 75-year history heritage, whilst also continuing to support our past Gas Gas Enduro owners. The Rayu brand is expected to launch in New Zealand in March. UMI is currently firming up its local dealer network for the brand, with pricing yet to be announced. While we don't know exactly what pricing will be at this stage, UMI have indicated that the Rayu lineup will be very competitively priced. For more details on this story, check out onthrottle.co.nz. 
As soon as KTM announced the 890 Duke R, we knew the base model bike would also be receiving the latest version of the LC8 Parallel Twin, and the boys from KTM have not disappointed. KTM says the 890 Duke is a track weapon, so with that role filled, the 890 Duke tones things down a little to make for a better street-focused machine. With the KTM 890 Duke R, we knew we were bringing a bike that was distinctly KTM to the market, and it was only a matter of time before we could reshape the package to introduce the ideal second generation of the scalpel, says KTM Head of Product Development. We found where we could either improve or offer the rider more than could be found on the KTM 790 Duke. The KTM 890 Duke is stuffed full of the DNA of KTM's ready-to-race mantra. Technically advanced and the engineering to meet the demands of any rider, it takes pride of place in the Duke family, and it's another big statement in not only the middleweight market, but also the naked bike segment. The larger displacement engine, 889cc up from 789cc, uses a more sophisticated ECU mapping and pumps out 115 horsepower and 92 newton meters of torque. That's 10 more horsepower and 5 more newton meters of torque than the KTM 790 Duke, and thanks to an increase in rotating mass by 20%, the 890 engine helps bring better cornering stability and a smoother engine action at lower RPM and part throttle. Electrics are as you would expect from KTM, top-notch as well as including a customizable TFT display, three rider modes, adjustable traction control which can be increased or lowered on the 9-gauge scale, anti-wheelie control which can be disengaged and even throttle response has three levels. Oh, and did I mention launch control in that package as well. Despite the larger displacement and other advances, the 890 Duke keeps the same weight as its predecessor, just 169 kgs dry. The subframe is innovative and the whole single unit contains the air intakes and air box designed to be simplistic, minimal and light. The suspension is one of the weak points of the 790 Duke and has been updated and upgraded with WP Apex suspension and a gas-assisted rear shock. The KTM 890 Duke definitely looks the part for more details, photos and specs, head to onthrottle.co.nz. The Triumph Speed Triple 1200 RS unleashes more and less triple goodness. Since 1994, Triumph motorcycles have led the pack with the Speed Triple line, and now for 2021, the king of the Street Fighters is back and bringing more to the table than ever before in the Speed Triple 1200 RS. Making its debut globally, the Speed Triple 1200 RS has been a ground-up redesign of Triumph's hero bike for the street. With a larger capacity engine and completely new chassis, just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to updates for 2021. Visually, Triumph have kept the resemblance to the outgoing 1050 models strong. However, there is one big change that will undoubtedly cause controversy among Speed Triple fans, and that is the decision to walk away from the under-seat twin exhausts. Instead, the 1200 RS now breathes through a conventional pipe that has been specifically tuned to offer the most performance possible. As a result, at the time of launch, Triumph is not offering an accessory pipe to replace the standard exhaust, as they believe the stock exhaust is as good as it gets. Speaking of power, the all-new 1160cc triple-cylinder engine pumps out a full 30 horsepower more than previously, now up to a claimed 180 horsepower or 130 
32.4 kilowatts, backed by 125 newton meters of torque. Interestingly, despite the jump in cubic capacity, peak torque is only 8 newton meters higher than the outgoing 1050cc model. The 1050cc triple has been part of the Speed Triple lineup since 2005, so it comes as no surprise that Triumph felt its time had come. Part of the recipe for more performance for the Speed Triple came in the form of a weight-saving program, which sees the new 1200 RS weighing at 198 kgs wet. It's a full 10 kgs lighter than the Speed Triple 1050, with 7 kgs of that weight-saving being made with revised engine. When Triumph says they've done a ground-up redesign, they really mean it. Peak power is achieved at 10,750 RPM with the new 1200 triple, making significant power gains over the 1050 from 6,500 RPM all the way to 11,150 RPM redline. And remember that speed triple from 1994? That bike had roughly half the power of the 2021 model. The chassis has also had a complete refresh with cast alloy frame, now 17% lighter than the old unit, but a few key traits remain the same. Suspension in both the front and the rear is stabilised by the wizards at Olin's. Preload, compression and rebound dampening are fully adjustable, while both ends offer 120mm of suspension travel. Braking naturally comes in the form of a pair of Brembo's. Top shelf stuff as well, four piston calipers on large 320mm discs up front, and the rear is a twin piston Brembo caliper setup. The result, according to Triumph, has been to make the Speed Triple 1200 RS as nimble as the Street Triple 765 RS, yet with the obvious benefits of a big bore engine to drive it forward. For more information, pictures and specs, do check out onthrottle.co.nz. Right, with the news wrapped up, let's go and join the Wellington Area Road Skills team and go for a ride around Wellington. Well, it's a gorgeous Tuesday evening. It's just gone about 6.30 in the Wellington region. We're at the Avalon Duck Pond in Lower Hutt. And we've got a stack of motorcycles pulling up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So there's about 20 bikes here, uh, ranging from uh, ST1300s. We've got a few Jixxers. We've got a few Ninjas. We've got a DR650 by the looks of it. Uh, tourers, adventure bikes, all sorts of things, and uh, we're all here for the Wars Ride, the weekly Wars Ride, W-A-R-S. Uh, it's all about peer review and upskilling everyone, and uh, there's a few things, there's a few riding skills talked about at the start, a bit of a route planned, a bit of a ride, a bit of a debrief, and a whole stack of photos taken. Got to catch up with some of the crew very shortly. Here's a couple of faces we've seen before around the traps over the last few years. Names, please. Uh, Emmanuel Reed And Matthew Anza. Nice. Good to see you guys again. Yeah, good to see you too, Ray. Hey, where are we? What, what's, what's the event? There's a lot of bikes here. So we're at Wars, uh, out at the Avalon Duck Pond. It's a um, sort of a mature rider, learner, returning r- learner ride, so that everybody can get together, get get their skills up and sort of up to scratch, and be safe on the road and have fun doing it. Now, people more remember you guys from. Um, 
motor gym Kana. Uh, we we came and we joined you. We followed you around for shiny side up as well. Do you, you guys obviously got massive skills on bikes. What what do you get out from being here? I know how to be fun and how to be crazy off-road, um, although it's still in a car park. This keeps me safe around traffic as well. Yeah, so I I, I get my crazy on elsewhere. I come here, I, I like to help other people here. I like to sort of show people what they could do, how they could potentially do it better and be a better rider myself. So you guys put yourselves out there to be mentors, essentially? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we try help. I do like showing off a little bit, and I still like learning, so I don't think I'm quite a mentor, but hopefully soon. I don't think you're a motorcyclist if you don't like showing off, right? <laughs> uh, not a normal one, at least. Um, so what are, what are these rides? Like, this is the first time I've been to one. What are these What are these evenings usually entail? How do they go? So WARS, Wellington Area Road Skills, is which, what it stands for, is a community-run informal event. Uh, we have mentors and just the general public who come along any licensed class, and every time we focus on a different road skill on our bikes, it could be something simple as how to scan most effectively uh, for dangers. It could be cornering, behaving in wind uh, or many other aspects and they always build up on each other every new week but you don't have to know the previous week to come to the next um, it's free to go to it only costs your own petrol brilliant okay so what we just hang around and somebody tells us what we're doing then yeah pretty much <laughs> nice My name is Byron Cummins. I'm the president of Bronze Wellington, which is bikers' rights organisation, New Zealand, Wellington. Brilliant. Uh, so we had a chat to uh, Manuela and uh, a few other people about what we're doing here today, the Wars Ride. Um, what is, what, from your point of view, what does this do? Well, OK, Wars, which is its eventual current name, um, started off as a smaller event way back when, about 19 years ago. Was initiated by a lady called Ratty uh, Magnifica off a Facebook page and bits and pieces. So the idea was to encourage and help learners, returning riders, anybody who actually wanted a good set of skills rather than twist and go, um, to improve their riding without you know too much pressure. So since then, Bronze was involved, and we've set up and got professional mentoring. Uh, trained mentors professionally trained so there's about 10 all up scattered through they're not here all the time it's it's free for all the riders so therefore the mentors volunteer their time and the idea has evolved into encouraging good riding practices throughout the region throughout the community and it's here for those that are going through their license stage coming back to riding or just want a decent ride with a good bunch of people with no silliness, it's all road legal, all based around the CBTA skills. Brilliant. Uh, does this sort of thing happen anywhere else in the country, do you know? There are, as far as I'm aware, other riding groups and mentor groups, but I don't think there's anything quite like this that has the formal mentoring. Um, we've been going about 10 years now doing this. Um, we've actually had ACC refer to us as far as the way to run a mentor program. Um, so we take that as a good pat on the back. We're getting it right. And numbers, well, yeah, you can see by looking around that there's 30-odd bikes from the start. There was 50-odd last week. So it's grown from an average of half a dozen or 12 to 20s, 30s, bits and pieces like that. 
and it's just word of mouth stuff and they're all coming out to do pick up be it hands up I need somebody to look at me and I'm going for my license my restricted my full um, can you give me a hand or they're just coming along and picking up by osmosis it's good that it's a little bit more than um, you know wannabe instructors or p- wannabe police that it's actually uh, organised and sanctioned and um, you know well set up yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the feedback we've had over the years and, and people have enjoyed the fact that they can get a little bit of mentoring, they can ask a question and they're not, you must, you shall. And it's all, you know, by their peers. And what we've seen with the introduction of CBTA licensing, the riders themselves are starting to pick up and help mentor each other. So it's a good little community spirit of rider improvement, safe skills on the road, keeping them all shiny side up. Good mix of bikes here too. Uh, VTR 250, Ninja 400. Um, don't even know what that is, but it's a cruiser. It looks cool. Yeah. Well, look, we've had a, a mix of young people coming through learning cruisers, sport bikes. We've had old guys on trikes and Can-Ams and various other things. So we're not limited to what bike you've got. We don't care. Like I said, it's a free thing if you want to come down and pick up some reasonable riding habits and just go out with a good safe riding community it's the place to kind of start from beautiful evening for it too that we enjoyed (laughs) yeah so we'll go on good nights bad nights we'll make a call on the page so the wellington area road skills page on the facebook Um, we'll make a call if the weather becomes atrocious or anything like that and in time for people to finish work and get the idea that we're not going because of safety but other than that we enjoy wellington I see representatives, even not even necessarily in a, in a professional capacity, from many different outfits. Yourself from Bronze, we've got people from IAM, IAM here. Yes, we've got uh, Bronze, IAM, we've got Ulysses-based riders, we've got Gymkhana, uh, Moto Gymkhana riders, we've got basically just a bunch of guys who want to go for a ride. Um, and, yeah, basically a good collective of, of bodies and bikes and good spirit. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time. I look forward to going for a wee cruise. No problems. Look forward to chatting you at the end. Let's catch up with another face and a name that we've have seen around the traps. Uh, James Riley. Hello. Greetings. Hey, good to see you here on um, not 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 a little nimble little cone annihilating bike, but something to um, to to munch up some miles. I'm well, actually I'm on my new cone bike, so I've just got myself a uh, Ninja 400 for the purpose. So uh, it's still got these road colours on it at the moment, but I'm waiting for some uh, heavy duty crash bars to come from uh, Japan. Nice, nice. Got to be prepared for all uh, eventualities. Hey, was right. Um, what, what, have you done? Do you do these many often? Um, yeah, I'm actually a mentor here, so uh, yeah, I try and come whenever I can. And what does mentoring entail? Um, just basically looking out for the other riders, the newer riders. Um, uh, if you see them spotting doing anything uh, silly, uh, just help them uh, improve the riding a little bit. If they've got any questions, they can ask. Nice. Okay. Uh, any idea where we're going, what we're doing tonight? Um, at the moment, I don't. We're going to have a uh, mentors briefing in a minute and uh, work out where we're going. All right. Looking forward to it. Well, firstly, hello, Heidi. Hi. How's it going? Good. Uh, yourself? Yeah, excellent. What do you ride? I've got a Kawasaki Z900. Nice. Have you had along? Um, probably about two years. Yep. And what brings you to the Wars Ride today? Um, I had heard about it from a few friends that it's a, a good group of people to get together and some really good mentorship, so I thought I'd come along and meet some people and get a few tips. 
Are you? Do you class yourself as an experienced rider? Um, I wouldn't say overly experienced. I've had my full for a couple of years, um, but for a year of that, I was off the bike. So, yeah. Fair enough. And uh, what do you? What do you? I, I think I just asked you this, but I'll ask it a slightly different way. What are you looking to get out of this sort of uh, this sort of ride with some experienced people, some not experienced people, a good mix of bikes? Um, well, I guess the social element is a big part, but um, also I think that you should always be willing to learn and you should um, be open to, you know, sort of hearing tips from people and, yeah, yeah, just um, good practice, yeah. Brilliant. Hey, thanks for having a chat. Um, maybe we'll catch up at the end. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. We don't start till we've had a group hug, okay? <laughs> Alright, welcome along. Hands up those of you who have not been on a ride with us. Alright, we have a princely sum of 54 of you rolling around out here. Which is a good number to have, so thank you very much for your support. With that, we will be busting you into two groups, just to make it more manageable for us and make sure your safety is paramount. Alright, um... So for those of you who haven't been, hopefully somebody has explained to you. Uh, so what we do here, we have a CBTA-based mentored ride. Bunch of mentors, Bridget, James, Trev, Mark, Dean, Josh, Sean, Anita, Michael, myself, Byron. There's a phone mentor somewhere there, Dave. All right, and these people are here to make sure your safety is paramount and looked after, give advice to you or just watch how they ride and it will be a good way for you to pick up something by osmosis. So by all means, at the other end, ask. Tonight we'll be taking a, or and every night for that matter, we take a ride that's roughly an hour long, um, suitable for all levels. Uh, we usually pick a skill to talk about, maybe practice on the ride if it's a practical skill. Uh, so Byron's got something to take you through tonight. Alright, so we've been going through some of the skills and most of it has been about observation, where you're looking, 12-6-3 down the road, um, and keeping your observation skills, a little bit of road positioning. Tonight, the skill we want you to think about is your communication. It's one of the CBTA tasks, communication. So that is explained as take, use, give. Taking information means you're looking at what's going on around you, you're looking at road signs, you're looking at other cars, you're looking at pedestrians, you're looking at what's around you, and you can smell things, cut grass for example, you know that there's likely to be a lawnmower, and you see rubbish bins on the side of the road, there's a good chance you're going to meet a rubbish truck, that kind of stuff. So that's taking information, as well as obviously indicators from other cars and road signage, the real obvious ones. Using that information, what do you do with that information? If you know that there's likely to be a um, rubbish truck around, what do you do? All right, so we've been talking about right. it over the last few weeks. Forward scanning equals forward planning using that information. All right, so if you know there could be a truck, what are you going to do? Yeah, you could slow down, you could just look, be more aware of it and making sure that you've got a space to dodge it, making sure you're scanning well ahead, you know where it is, you take action, okay? So that's using the information that you've got and then giving information. That's a really important one because a lot of people out in cars don't realise that a motorcycle is only this narrow and they don't see much of us. So we want to make ourselves be seen and we want to give as much information to everybody around us to keep us as safe as possible. Using your indicators. Really simple. Every time I use my indicator I will do what? 
Right. People can be asleep at the wheel, asleep at the handlebars, it doesn't really matter, but movement sets off your alarm responses. So moving the bike in the lane. Your right hand. We okay, we're gonna go out of here, we're gonna have two groups, so just a, an approximate half of you. Don't care who's in what group, there's no this, that or the other, but 54, we need about 25, 26, 7 in each group. So doesn't have to be exact, but close would be nice. And we're just going to put a couple of minutes gap between the group, just for yep. traffic control purposes. Eight is going to be the leader for the first group. We're going to head out of here, left, left, up through um, Tider Drive, into Stokes Valley, up around into the back blocks of Upper Hut, and we're going to zip around and do a quite a few roundabouts. All right. Practice your indicating at roundabouts. Figure out, ask at the end, figure out where you're indicating, where you're turning them on, where you're turning them off. All right, so try and practice on that. Again, with indicators and giving good information and like being the fastest thing in the planet, uh, turn your indicators on at the appropriate time, not when you see the guy in front of you, because that could be about 20 bucks away. All right. Yeah, it can cause a car to cut you off because yes. they think you're going into a driveway. That's bad information. That's not good information. There's 20 odd bikes, there's five left hand turns, and we're all indicating left. Which one are you taking? Right. And remember so. to cancel your indicator after you've moved off the roundabout, please. Each lane change, each merge, going right into a merge lane, going left, that's two indicators. Going left and then going quickly left again, that's still two indicators. If you move, Two heat checks. you indicate. If you move, you check. Where are we, where are we ending up tonight, Byron? Yes, because oh, we're going to lose lost, anyone. We're going to end up at the BP in Upper Hutt because they actually have problems. <laughs> so we're going to park out <laughs> the back of the BP. Um, there's, a, there's a space out near the car wash area. Yeah, so when we get into the BP, we're going to hit that, get a big roundabout, double back on ourselves, go into the BP, right across into the car park on the other side. Catching up with Mark Solly, uh, we've talked to you a, f a few different subjects over the last well, 18 months, two years, but um, we're here at the Wars Ride today and we've just, it's a weekly ride, right? It sure is, yep, every week, uh, usually during daylight savings and sometimes for a bit longer afterwards if people keep showing up. A nice relaxed ride today, uh, talking about communication and concentrating on communication, I should say, both giving it and receiving it. Yep, take, use and give. So look, looking at what signals we can get from the road environment and other road users, what we can give in return, and uh, what we're going to do about what we've seen. So a lot of roundabouts, a lot of intersections here today, and we only did the short course. We did 26-odd Ks, but um, I think the second group kind of tacked onto the first group. Some of us went a wee bit further, yeah, yeah. Uh, every now and then that happens. The, the, group, uh, the group gets busted up, but uh, hey, that's why we always announce where we're going, and, yeah, we're all here now. <laughs> so we're all at, um, well, most of us are arriving at BP and Upper Hut. Uh, what happens from here? Um, no, it's part, part social chat and, and part wrapping up any learnings from the ride. Um, usually it's a good chance for people to pin down a mentor and ask some questions or for us to catch up with someone, see how they're progressing with their riding, see if we can help them in any way. Yeah. Nice. Um, what are you riding? Uh, I'm on the Kawasaki Z1000 SX, a green beast over there. 
That's the one we, uh, we we looked at the suspension with Dave Moss about a year ago? It sure is, and I always hear Dave Moss's advice ringing in my ears. Uh, keep, keep tweaking that suspension to keep it dialed in. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at my tyres before, spotted a bit of feathering, so I, I know it's time to adjust the rear end. Hmm. Nice. Um, how many Ks do you do on an average week, year, month? Uh, I probably do 20,000 a year, something like that. Um, I'm just about to crack 100,000 Ks on that bike. Wow, good work. Yeah. It's uh, it surprised me how quick that's come around. So I, I think I've, I've done that in four and a half years, something like that. How many years have you been riding? I'm not sure exactly. I think it's about eight years. Yeah. And um, we did a wee presentation of a certificate that you got uh, uh, recently. What Can you tell me a bit about that? Uh, yeah, I'm try, <laughs> trying to keep it quiet. I'm not really one for the, the spotlight. But um, no, I've, I've been riding basically since, since I started to the um, roadcraft. So that's what the, uh, the UK police ride to. That's their the standard. And so I've been riding like that for a long time. And I've just kind of formalised it by joining IAM and going through the advanced test, which uh, basically has a series of people observe uh, my riding. And then I go um, through, in this case, I, I did the final test with the um, same bloke who, who trains the police riders. And uh, they just go through and assess that you're doing everything according to Roadcraft. And uh, yeah, I passed to my surprise. Well done. Congratulations. I mean, the reason I ask that is not to, 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 to you know, be a big note or a show off or anything like that, but to uh, to point out that even after eight, ten years of riding, we're all still learning. Oh, yeah. And I don't think you ever stop. Um, it's when you stop that you're in trouble. So uh, every ride, I'm trying to improve. Brilliant. Hey, well, thanks for um, being part of the team putting this on. And uh, it's a gorgeous night. I'm going to go catch up with some other riders. Awesome. Enjoy it. Good to see you. Byron, we'll see we catch up with you again. We've done the ride. Uh, we've had a debrief about some of the uh, interesting uh, manoeuvres and areas on New Zealand roads that you, you find. Some patches on New Zealand roads aren't as clear-cut as they first may seem. Definitely not. I mean, we've got probably one of the most aggressive road surfaces. We've probably got some pretty interesting roads. The narrowest road we've got unmarked is, is not as nice to drive on as the stuff around suburbia. So markings need to be looked at, be paid attention to if there's no markings you've got to pay more attention to what's around you so that's the the fun and interest of riding around in this country now yourself you've obviously got a lot of experience on two wheels we talked to mark about uh his uh recent accolade as a certificate that he got um yourself you're always learning absolutely never stop learning if you think you've learned it all you're about to have a bad time somewhere um Every day I go out that I see something different or I pick up something different about either the traffic around me or even on myself, what I'm doing. Check myself whether I'm in the right space, right head space. We all make mistakes. Life, life happens. But, you know, as long as we can learn and pay attention and learn from the experiences, which is what this kind of evening's all about. So it doesn't matter if you're a, a, a new rider on your L plates or a returning rider or you've been riding forever. What would you say to somebody who's never come to a wars ride, never done you know, a ride forever course, what would you say to them? I'll actually turn that one back on you. You came for the evening and how did you find it for your first experience? I found it quite informative. I've, but I'm I'm a different kind of kettle of fish because I like to have the open these lines of communication and, and talk about these different things because you don't know what you don't know. 
And that's the next sentence I would have said. No one knows what they don't know. So when you can come along and have a experience new, returning, riding for 100 years, or you just want a good time out on a, on a motorcycle with a bunch of like-minded people who aren't going to put you at risk, then that's what the whole evening's about. And what we can take away from it is something to learn from every rider. We, I learn from learners. You know, I've been riding for oh, 30, 40 years. No, I'm only 53, so 30 years. But I can still learn from a learner. I can learn how they move. I can learn what they're doing. I can learn, oh, you did that very nicely. So that I enjoy, you know, helping somebody, giving back to the sport or the pastime that I've loved for those many years. It's what makes me keep coming back. Gentlemen, uh, names? Uh, Connor. Uh, Michael. Connor and Michael, what do you ride? I ride an XSR 900. I normally ride a street triple drive. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> what are you riding today? Uh, Z900 Kawasaki. <laughs> nice, nice bikes. Um, and what brought you here along to Wars Rides? Uh, just the people, catch up with some people, have a look at some bikes, learn a thing or two. Yeah. Oh, part, um, the part social aspects and there's part in part and mostly to just just keep my uh, road skills sharp, keep the head head focused, and because if you slack off a bit, it. Um, you don't ride if you don't ride for like a certain amount of time your, your road skill seems to get a bit um rusty dot, rusty yeah rusty yep. is the word yeah so yeah just keep just keep attending these uh, lots of roundabouts lots of um head checks lots of intersections today did you take take anything away uh yeah i think it's just actually i don't know probably <laughs> um, i think it's just a practice thing yep. you know like even though you you know what you you should be doing i think it you know going artificially through all of these roundabouts that you probably wouldn't usually do i think it's just really practice. I know. know, I know myself. I, yeah. I ride State Highway Two every day, yeah, yeah. and there's not many roundabouts on State Highway Two. You get really good at riding in a straight line, or your <laughs> the stuff you enjoy doing, yeah. but not necessarily a million roundabouts. So it's really good practice. Yeah. Cool. Take anything away today? Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's just mainly pr- you just practice uh, on learning on when to indicate. Like halfway through a roundabout, is like when when should you indicate the other way to when you're exiting a roundabout, uh, and then. Also doing a head check to make sure the car doesn't hit you from the side and make sure he knows you're actually exiting the roundabout. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, guys. Um, keep, keep riding safe. And if you're in the Wellington area and want to know more, search Wellington Area Road Skills, W-A-R-S, on Facebook, and they would love to have you join them. Uh, it doesn't cost anything apart from the gas and your time to go for a ride. Uh, we're always upskilling. Also, IAM is a great place to go to find out more about upskilling and peer review on your motorcycle if you're that way inclined as well. That about wraps up this show. Thank you very much for listening. My name's Ray here, and this has been Kiwi Rider Podcast. If you want to get hold of us, uh, podcast at kiwirider.co nz is the email address love to hear from you there or connect with us on facebook and instagram we're also on patreon as well so if you'd like to support the show we'd absolutely love to have you on patreon search out kiwi rider podcast uh even a dollar if, if every listener gave us a dollar then we could afford to do so much more with motorcycles so if you're um if you're interested jump on patreon search out kiwi rider podcast and we would love you for that uh, as I said, this is Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. <laughs>